the written word. We start to look into them. We start to break them down. And see how it applies to our daily lives. So, we're going to the principles of the written word. That's our subtopic. The principles of the written word. Now, if I start with the first phrase, which defines the written word. It says, the word is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Going back to last week, I said some things about spoken words. I said, when people speak, it carries weight. When people speak, it triggers feeling. What kind of feeling? It can be emotional feelings. It can be sexual feelings. It can trigger annoyance. When people speak, it can bless. And when you speak, I did say that it can correct yesterday and it can actually change the present and it can shape the future. And that's why I used to tell people that in the real fact, in the actual sense, there is nothing actually like casual talk. What you say may look casual, you may say it casually, but in a way it has implications spiritually. And that's why you need to know the written word so that when people speak to you, you can reverse, you can change that which they have spoken, if it is not according to the word of God. Remember last week I did say that you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Where is the truth? The truth is in the written word. What is the written word? The written word is the Bible. I said earlier when you speak to somebody... You can set them and place them on top of the world. And you can finish somebody. You can destroy their confidence by saying something. Okay. Maybe I need to make an illustration here. Any other? Come. If I say to any other, Probably as she enters into the church this morning. And I said something like, Wow, in your life you're looking sweet. Mm. <laughs> what happens? She smiles. She feels like, Yeah, I made a statement now. The confidence will do what? Will shoot up. Go and sit down. Now, if somebody else walks into the church and I look at the person and I roll my eyes, ah, do you have mirror in the house? You understand? And I go ahead and I'm like, tissue. Hey, 
No matter what the person is putting on, the person will be like, wow, I think I've gone, come to the wrong place today. Even if the person entered into the church and sits down, I can assure you that person will not hear anything. What did I use? The words of my mouth. And that's why I said, when you speak to people, you can take them up. You can bring them down. That shows you how powerful the spoken words can be. And I want you to liken the two examples I've given now to everyday situation in our lives. People come to you and they say all manners of things. That's why I said we live in a society where statistically the statistics does not even favor you. Probably you live in most things. That postcode actually plays you out of range. Is that why I live in Muslim here? Forget that. Don't worry. That's where I'm coming. Let's leave those other things. You know, yes, last week, I did say that there is what we call facts. And there is something we call the truth. Now, you listen to me. You see, all those things, that's why I gave an illustration last week. All those things they are saying, this postcode, this, 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 they are the facts. But they are not the truth. Because they don't define who God has told you you are. You know, somebody comes because you live in M3, M something, you can't go to this school, you can't enter this school, rubbish. That is why you need to know the written word. So that when people are speaking, and they want to bring you from the top of the world. Because the Bible says you shall be like a city that is set above the heat. That cannot be eaten. And they want to take you down. Say, hold on. That's not what the Bible says. Hello, my assistant pastor. Can we put our hands together for Wonderful. God bless you. Now, let me go to the second definition. I've explained the first one. The second one says, piercing, even to the dividing and thunder of the spirit and soul. Now, I want you to listen to me here. Your soul is your emotion, your intellect. And that's why sometimes when you think, when you have a feeling, it goes contrary to the word of God. Because why? You are trying to use your brain, which is your intellect. You are trying to use your feelings, your emotions. Now, there is also your spirit, which is your mind. Now, listen to me here. That's why the Bible says that we should do not what? We should renew our spirit with the word of God, which is the written word. The word of God changes your mind. And when your mind is changed, you know how it works? It begins to influence your thinking and your feelings. Romans 12, chapter 12, verse 2. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, Be ye transformed by the renew your mind, that you may prove what is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. You see, to live a successful
to Christian life as Christian youth, you have to constantly renew your mind with the word of God. That's word of God is the Bible. And firstly, you need to understand this. That the perfect will of God for you, for me, for all of us, is that we should be saved. And when we are saved, what happens? We come into the knowledge of the truth. That's why I said earlier, you will know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And that's why, you see, salvation is not a one-time event. Now, let me come back to you. I want you to be honest here. I have done it a couple of times. How many people have answered altar call more than once here? Okay, good. How many people have answered altar call more than three times? Okay, good. How many people have answered altar call more than three times? No, no, just, I'm going there. Okay, good. Now, let me ask you this question. Have you tried to imagine or think, why do I keep answering altar call most of the time? Has the altar call changed? Are they selling another Jesus? Is it not the same Jesus? Have you, have you, have you reflected over it? Have you thought about it? I, I, you know, I come to a point in my life where at every church service I answered altar call. And I'll be like, ah, ah, why? Even the ushers know me. Now, you know the reason, and this is what I'm going to tell you. You see, most of the time, when somebody comes out and answers the altar call, you know what happened? That person has answered the call of salvation. They are saved. The reason why they will come to church next Sunday and answer the same altar call is because they are not free. How? You can be saved and you are not free. And that's why sometimes when we talk about salvation, because you are not really free, it makes salvation look like rubbish. Now we explain to you. You see, when you answer the altar call, that's the call of salvation. Now, you are born again. You've accepted and confessed. But do you know that you are still you? Do you know you are still you? All those things that are in you are still there. Yes, you like to chat. The altar call has not changed that. You like to gossip. The altar call has not changed that. Some of us backbite. The altar call has not changed that. So, your real you Technically, it's still there. So, what happens? When you leave the church, you get home. And when you get home, well, you, now, you now begin to use the word of God to renew your mind. To begin to attack all those things that does not glorify God. So, all those backbiting, all those gossiping. You begin to study the word of God and begin to work against them. Then you are now on the journey 
a perfect journey of a relationship with God. And the moment you start that, the next Sunday, when you come to church, and they call on call, you don't need to stand up again, except you have not started that journey of renewing your mind. So, answering the altar call is one thing. And being free, using the word of God to renew your mind is another thing. And what happens? When you begin to renew your mind with the word of God, you will be set free. Then you are saved. Then you are free. And when you are free, what happens? You will begin to know what is good, what is acceptable, and the perfect will of God for your life. Now, secondly, you also need to know that God reveals His will to you through His Word, which is the Bible. And as you study and put God's Word into practice, you will come to understand the will of God for your life. Now, once you understand the will of God, you will start declaring it. Once you start declaring it, people will start hearing. When people start to hear, they will become accustomed and used to it. And they will begin to say that thing. Let me give you an illustration. Our very good friend is not here again. Most of you know him. He's in Oxford now studying medicine. That's Nifemi. Imperial College. Yeah. You know one thing I like about Nifemi? I, I watch people a lot. He declares what he wants to be all the time. He has done it so much that if you go to Nifemi Instagram, you will see, what, what will you see for those of you who have been there? Dr. Nifemi. That's it. That's what we are saying. He has not even entered there. He is declaring, this is who I am. And you know what? If you do not level yourself, people will tag you. They will call you that name. You will bounce with it. You will work with it. You will live with it. But if you tell people, hold on. What you call me is not my name. This is my name. The moment you keep saying it, they may try to resist. But after some time, they will be like, okay. If that's what you want us to call you, we will describe you in that way. Johnny Walker used to say that the world will make a way for the man who knows where he's going. When you start declaring, whether people like it or not, they will clear, they will make the way for you. Thirdly, is everybody following me? Are we on the same page? Okay. I want you to know that this book called the Bible is not a storybook. It's not an history book. Don't listen to what people in the world say. You have a greater understanding and wisdom far, far more than them. The Bible is a testimony of what God has prepared for you. It is God's teaching to you, to teach you how to know his thoughts, to live out his ways, so that you can enjoy 
everything that the Lordship of Jesus has for you. And you know what? When you read the Bible, it actually has a voice. It speaks to you. And when you listen to that voice, it changes your mind and you begin to act what you've heard fearlessly. So which means, renew your mind with the written word actually requires faith. And faith is acting on the word of God. You act on the word of God, the same way you would trust an honest friend. They say something and you just believe it. That's the same way that the word of God goes. God says it and you trust and believe. Now, the third definition for the word. Let me explain that. The Bible says the written word is a designer of the thoughts and the intent of the heart. Is a designer of the thoughts and the intent of the heart. You see, when you engage people in discussion to an extent, you can know the thoughts and imagination in their mind. That's why the Bible says, the Bible did say that out of the abundance of the heart, what happens? The mouth speaketh. And that's why I said, going back to one of my points, there is nothing in the real sense that is called casual talk. I witnessed a situation one day. And I was actually laughing. And I actually remember that situation because somebody sent me a clip during the week. I watched that clip over and over. And I, and I laughed. I laughed and I sat down. And it actually, you know, goes along with what we are talking with. Now let me talk about the situation of these two boys. Two boys were sitting down. I was working from afar. But I was hearing, and actually I can see everything. I was hearing what they were saying. I can see everything going on. And a girl walked, just walked, and the, the, the second boy told the first one, that, wow, can you see this girl? And let me use his words. He said, wow, if I enter into this girl, we'll see fire. <laughs> that was what he said. <laughs> Immediately he said that, to the second one. Listen, I, I so much enjoyed this scene. I was, I was listening, I was watching. They didn't know. The second one was kind of annoyed. And he was like, will you leave my side now? And I, I guess he didn't expect the reaction. So it was like, ah, what now? And he did something. And that was when I burst into laughter. That was when they actually knew that somebody was watching and was actually listening to them. He said, after all, I'm appreciating the glory of God. Uh, that the Bible says everything that God has created is wonderfully and beautifully made. <laughs> at that point, at that point, I also burst into laughter because... But, I burst into laughter, but... The second boy didn't stop. The boy now said something 
that actually, you know, I was like, okay, this conversation is becoming more interesting. The boy said, don't turn the word of God upside down. And he said something. Open your Bible to the book of Job. That was what the boy used to reply. Job chapter 31. Job 31 verse 1. Job chapter 31 verse 1. Job. J-O-B. No, not Job. Job. <laughs> it's Job. Now, is anybody having, you know, there are so many interpretations, but I like the NIV version. Anybody with NIV? You have NIV. Okay, read it very loud and powerful. I have made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully at a girl. I have made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully at a girl. That was the reply the second boy gave to him. And you know what happened? That reply shot him down. He didn't say anything again. Now, where am I going? This is a typical example of what will happen to you in your daily life. People will come to you and they will say, actually, this your grade is just too bad. You know what? Why don't you try vocational subjects? Maybe that is good. Huh? If that is not what you want to do, you know what? Then you need to now go back. Hold on. Thank God you have spoken. I've heard. But what has the word of God says concerning me? Even though my grades are not good, the Bible made me to understand. He that lacketh understanding, let him ask. And it will be given to him liberally. What's the meaning of that? Even if I don't understand, I can ask God to increase my wisdom. Is everybody following me? When you know the written word, you can actually cancel the craftiness of the enemy. And that's why most of the time when I see myself, anywhere I see colored people, I like to speak with passion. Because there are so many things that happens that when you look at it, statistically, it has placed you in a disadvantaged place. And that's why you need to know what the Word of God actually says. Now, where I work, we were getting, being prepared to go and mentor some schools in the black community. And they started feeding us with some statistics from what we call the Department of Work and Pension. And I start reading those statistics. It's funny and it's not funny. And that's why, you know, I need to explain all these things to you so that you know and you'll be ready. And I was reading and it says something. One of the statistics says that 
is describing the available work in particular sectors. So, um, you have science, you have medicine, you have art, you have um, drama and performance, you have um, lifestyle. No, they call it uh, hairdressing and fashion. Now, hold on, listen to me. Now, they said in hairdressing, hairdressing and I've forgotten the second name they used to discuss. And beauty, hairdressing and beauty. They said the number of spaces available, the number of jobs available, and I'm not sure the exact figure, but I'll be close to it. The number of jobs available is just like maybe around 50,000. The number of people that applied is over 500,000. That that's the first fact. <laughs> now, they went now to sciences, medicine, hacks, and uh, media. The number of jobs available is around 300,000. And the number of people that applied is less than 100,000. Now, let me go back to fact one. In fact one, they now dig further. Now, which is the mid, the hairstyle and the beauty. So, they said, out of the 500 people that applied for a job that can only absorb 100,000 people, 95% of them are black people. They went back to the other one that has a space for around 250 and you have just about 100 spaces. They said, 80% of people that applied are Asians and white people. At that point, I took a break. I went to the toilet. I came back. I put on my system again. My colleague was asking me, are you okay? I said, yes, I'm all right. But I was like, no, I'm not all right. Because something is wrong. Something is really, 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 really wrong. And the reason why this kind of things happen is because people use the words of their mouth. They start to like put you, push you up in a place, push you up in a place. And the moment you begin to accept those words, that's where you'll be. And that's why you need to know what is written in this book. What is written in this book? Even if I don't know anything in the Bible, the Bible did say, I will be the head and not the tail. If that's the only thing I, can, I know, then let me continuously profess that. Because somehow, when I begin to profess and declare that, it will position me to where I want to be. I just told you about me, Femi, now. He keeps saying it. People will think this boy, you are mad. You have not even passed A level. We don't even know whether you are going to pass. Just sit down somewhere. But you know what? He keeps saying it. It does not matter whether you believe. As long as I am the one that has the dream. Joseph was the dreamer. His brother were like, you are out of your senses. Are you telling us that we will come and bow down to you? You are the dreamer. When you tell people your dream, what did they do to Joseph? They cast him into the dungeon. That's what they're going to do for you. But you know what? 
Don't ever abandon your dreams. Why? Skiing into the written world. Keep saying it. This is who I am. And this is who I will be. This week, I want you to go out there. Anybody that has classified and nullified you with the words of their mouth, there is no need to engage in any argument. Anybody can say anything, talk is cheap. But what you need to know is your, what you're talking is just by the way. What God has written about me is what stands. Who has the final say? Who has the final say? Who has the final say? And that's what you must do this week. And as you do that, God will bless you. Let's bow down our head. Begin to meditate and think about it. Are there ways people have spoken to me and have believed what they were saying? Are there ways that people have used the words of their mouth to put me in a corner and I actually believe that is what I can do when I can actually do more? Bow down your head and begin to think. Now, as you think, begin to use the word of God to change those things. Now, the Bible says you will be the head and not the tail. The Bible says you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. That's what the Bible says about you. As you begin to meditate, I want to use this opportunity to invite you to Jesus. Maybe you are not really sure whether you've given your life to God. Okay, you've been answering altar call all the while. You have not actually started a journey on a relationship with you. Let's make today a one and the final call. That once you answer, you begin a relationship with him. If you've not known Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want you to place your hand on your chest where you are. And you begin to repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you today. I confess all my sins. Have mercy and forgive me. Today, put a new spirit in me. Take me back as your son and daughter. And start a new relationship with me. In Jesus name we pray. For those of us who are sure of our salvation. Let's begin to ask for mercy and forgiveness. Any conscious or unconscious thing. That will stand against our prayer today. That has made that which people have spoken about us to look as if it is real. When it is not actually real. But because devil has a legal grant. Begin to ask for forgiveness and mercy. I am done, oh Lord, I have heard thy voice and it told thy love. But I long to rise in the hands of faith and be closer drawn to.
receive Divination 
if I bring it down to what we are saying, it's the words of mouth, what people say. It's like prophecy. So when people speak and they say bad things, that's what we want to pray against. So surely there is no enchantment, no divination against Jacob. Neither is there any divination against Israel. And that's you. You will pray like this. Every enchantment and divination against my life. Go back to the center. In the name of Jesus. Yes, every enchantment and divination against my life. Go back to the center. Go back to the center. Make sure you are praying. It's very important. Don't keep quiet. Make sure you are really praying it. If this is the only prayer point, you will pray out today. I beg you in the name of Jesus. Make sure you say it. Yes, in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we are praying. Father Lord, I spoke all the prayers you pray into the blood of Jesus. I secure your destiny with the blood of Jesus. The world will not put you in the waste bin with the words of their mouth in the name of Jesus. You will arise and you will manifest. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's put our hands together for Jesus. Let's